part of talking about true freedom. An imitation we often think of just as appearance, we often think of artificial appearances, or imitations Ones, what do they say? What are they printed in on there? Imitations. We kind of want to conjure all this up here. That's what Paul is writing. Normally, we see words like that, words like imitation, as meaning something that is cheap. You know, if it's food, it's, we think it's unhealthy food. Imitation leather belt, we think it's poor quality. But does that mean that imitation is always a bad thing? is imitating somebody else. Well, it would certainly be a bad thing to imitate someone who is not Christ-like or, or to imitate the, the patterns of our culture that are anti-Christ-centered. The opposite is true when you imitate someone who is a Christ-centered. An imitation is not only, not only good, but it is Valuable, it is worthwhile, it is probably what we're supposed to aim for. A few weeks ago, I mentioned that sometimes what we need most as Christians is not simply more, more definitions, more knowledge to file away in our heads, more, more things just to know and understand, but also what we need are practical examples of those truths, of that knowledge. Verse 6, we drop in, and here's what we read. And you, the 
the king and the fruiters of us and of the Lord. For you received the word in much affliction with the joy of your repentance, so that you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and in Achaia. For not only has the word of the Lord sounded forth from you in Macedonia, but your faith in God has gone forth everywhere, so that we most fundamental level, what's being described here is the treasure. The house. Paul uses the word treasure. And it's for being a follower of Jesus needs to imitate Jesus. And these Thessalonians were living after the, uh, the crucifixion and resurrection and ascension of Jesus. So how are they going to imitate him? those who did Jesus, who learned from those who did know Jesus. And so imitation is what discipleship looks like. Let's break it down so that we can see clearly here's what I would have for you with Thessalonians. And I believe that that's going to help you and I to better see what following Jesus looks like for ourselves. In verse 6, we read that the Thessalonians became imitators of Paul, Silas, and Timothy. That is to say, they patterned their faith and their actions after these three who originally led Thessalonians. But what's more, I don't miss this, notice how Paul is very clear on what really matters. That it is not only that the Thessalonians imitated Paul and it's that they imitated what was taught and lived in those If we don't get that, we're going to end up badly off course, off track. Some do live in a pattern of imitation, or if you want to use a word that's more, more current, more in the news, we live in a time of whether you are young or old, male or female, a husband, a wife, a grandparent, a student, a brother or a sister, there is someone out there who is wanting to influence you. Well, the joys and sorrows of the internet have made it possible for influencers of various kinds to connect with any number of people for good or And so we have folks
not simply the Thessalonian Christians in Asia. It's not just, hey, Thessalonians, you all need to be me. You need to do exactly what I, Paul, write here. Don't like what I don't like and have all of my stories and Caesar's to be a problem. It's the same thing here. Hey, 1 Timothy, if your pattern for the Christ-like life is past of heaven in my entirety, you can build a temple. And and I'm not just saying that, you know, in kind of that self-deprecating, funny sort of way, but I mean, I have quirks and I have places that are, are, are still in process, and I have things that you should not be into. And frankly, your life, your family, your life, your world, and my journey in the world is not mine. Even the best Christian life shouldn't imitate everything about it. It also doesn't mean that you shouldn't imitate anyone. See, Paul's point here is that while, yes, he is a sinner, and, and yes, there are certainly our sinful habits, Thessalonians should not pick up from them. There are also exceptions. Paul's pattern that is to call the Thessalonians to imitate Jesus and specifically to imitate what they've been taught about him and of who is Paul, who is his foundation. That's what's in it. That's why Paul could elsewhere say, you know, to the the extent that I follow Jesus, why I should say that. That's why each of you as a disciple maker, if you follow Jesus, you should be able to say this to someone and say, hey, don't imitate everything about me. Just take the way of Christ. See how that's subtly different? You see how that calls us to not make our own personal brand, our own personal personality cult, but instead each one piece of Christianity that is an imitate Jesus and how? Here's what we have. We have the temple. That's what we have in Jesus. That is what a answer that Paul is giving and that you should be giving. Ultimately, it is Paul is promoting Jesus and he does it not only with his words and his teaching, his life itself. Red rock. That is what is best to how we make an impression. That we're willing to not only tell people about this Jesus, but to open up our lives to show them he's the same Jesus. We are full of Boil it all down, what loving others looks like. Wanting them to know the same Savior that you know. Wanting them to have the same unshakable hope that Christ has given to us. That's how we love others best. All right, how do we do that? Well, the only way that can happen is if you are willing to open up your own life to show someone else. That's how. 
take a risk if you want others to see you in your sin, but it looks like you follow Jesus in order to be This is what separates the, uh, the, the influencers of our world. They're kind of rebellious in some ways. They're kind of rebellious in some ways. Some genuine Christians who are saying, hey, let me tell you, hang on. some published manuscript. All right. Born, do you go? Going back to heaven, you guys figured out? This is why Paul doesn't only write letters, but he also goes. So often he's going to churches that he either has written to or will write to. This is why for missionaries, even in our own day, stay here and try to reach another culture online, we see that as a part of it. But far more effective to actually reach and to live out In our culture, we're going to see it more and more. You see the church where Jesus In verse 6, you might summarize it as Paul saying, so we did, we talked, right? we, we gave you examples and you, and you walked. Here in verse 7, we're going to see this turn. Now these are our teachers. You've heard this analogy because it's going to go from, okay, now, now you do. seven turns this picture from just one of personal growth sort of Paul and a few people looking in to Paul now saying hey you've been nice to me I need to be serious about this this affects commitment we read at the end of verse six that the Thessalonians had taken on two traits that were true of Paul Regularly accompanied Now I know we don't like to hear that, but if you just step back a second, there's a very logical question would be, well, how could it not be something that regularly happens? I mean, think of what the gospel is. It's the means that calls people everywhere to acknowledge that there is a fundamental flaw in our humanity, a flaw that is called sin, a flaw that we cannot fix Rather than in our uh, sort of look how great we are terms that we really love today, don't give a lot of meaning to how elaborate we are. And so you don't have to look too far to realize that our current culture. 
disciple of Thessalonians in Scripture. It didn't just stop with Paul. It didn't just stop with the Thessalonians, though we've got ours that we're not complete about. No, they themselves were being persecuted. They were being worthy of imprisonment. And the result of this is that Christ's in other places, in the written law, saw how the Thessalonians were following Jesus. They knew of what they were going through. They knew of the thick and the thin. They knew of the persecution. And the result was something Say, well, this is so this is the big picture pattern of discipleship through not only on the other side of the world in the first century, but this is for today. Receiving the gospel Alright, if this is the big picture, then what does it look like specifically to do in the nitty-gritty? Pastor Kevin, how do we get from, okay, there's this beautiful picture of the Thessalonians and they're being faithful, that's awesome. Pastor, how do I get from there to here, to my life in, well, not all country cities, but say Sioux City, Iowa, they themselves report concerning us the kind of reception and how you turn to God for guidance to serve the living and true God and the weight of your set an encouraging and challenging example for followers of Jesus. Here they are. They turned away from putting their faith in anything or anyone except the one true God. They were patiently and faithfully looking forward to Christ's return. They believed that Jesus truly was the Messiah, the promised one, who would rescue them and all who trust him from their sins. And they not only knew about Jesus, but also believed
and politically, but also culturally. Our world loves to throw in all sorts of shenanigans that are connected to ad revenue. Having the perfect Instagram profile is getting a perfect set of ads. It's having the perfect thoughts in the first hour. It's having the perfect identity. will fill this in because the reality is that everyone worships something. Yes, even your friends who declare that they're an atheist church. They are worshiping something. They're just throwing weeds and throwing mud. Maybe it's the concept of Christ. Everyone's worshiping something. That's why I'm here in Thessalonians. Christians have is that Christ is coming back. That's what gets them from circumstance. That's what makes persecution worth it. That's what keeps them from from bitterness when life is not, in our case, the American view. Jesus, and yeah, 
that I mean do you trust Jesus as your Savior? Do you believe that you are a sinner and that Christ lived and he died for you and was raised again? Do you believe that when Jesus spoke of how to live, how to interact with others, that that wasn't just good advice from some first century sage, but that that is a message for you and for me and for the church on how to live, how to think, if you love him, what to say, what not to say, what to do. Listen to Jesus. Listen to Jesus. I mean, we could be the worst imitating by every Christian. And so I want to close then by bringing them all together again. Today, honestly, what are you missing If you're not sure what that is, uh, look at your social media and see the divide. If you don't use social media, we'll think back to several of your more recent conversations with others. And you can find us with a very distracted face. To be honest with your folks, go ask them.
that's not it. Or maybe it's because you're, you're afraid of the gorilla. That'd be very scary. Especially when you see that there's anyone who takes a genuine turn for Jesus in a way that pushes against our culture. Some of you know what this is like. Some of you have gotten cut down at your job or with your friends. You've come very close. You've been think, I don't want that to happen to me. You might be afraid. Right? But if that's the case, I promise you that what Jesus has to do for us is to lay down whatever hardship you bear that isn't yours for Jesus. To follow Jesus is to love like Jesus. In loving like Christ, simply mean, doesn't just simply mean be a nice person. That sin doesn't tell us that some kind of a nice person is better off than a good person. A good person does not mean a hypocrite. It doesn't simply mean affirming everyone's life choices. It means affirm everyone. helping your friends, your, your family, fellow students and neighbors see in your reason that Christ is your Father. Move down to the dependent one, Christ, the Father, the Son. This is what a mission of every Christian is. This is what the disciple-making pattern looks like as an assault for this hour. like following the pattern they see. But it impacts on to us since the first century. It, it, it means, yes, finally that, that brother or sister in Christ who is genuinely pursuing the Savior and imitates the Savior as a, we should do this, we want to do this, guilt ourselves into doing it. Or if the way we
This is beyond us, it's out of our comfort zone, it's beyond our power, it's beyond even our best efforts, but in Christ, empowered by the Holy Spirit, we can do it. 